0: um you're so funny
1: I appreciate you I think,
0: I think that's why I like I think vibe with you really just well because um you just it's funny like watching you on Instagram and you can tell it's so
1: I appreciate genuine.
0: that and so I'm like you're my favorite person on one of my favorite people on Instagram
1: oh I appreciate that so much um genuinely you as well you're like one of the first people that pops up and like okay before we get into it like
0: is this good yeah can, you can see my face better.
1: You can, yeah. Cool. All right, there we go. My dog Missy has joined the conversation. I'm sorry, y'all. She <laughs> is a guard dog. She is like somebody's in the house. She needs to chill out. It's Shout all out, good. Missy. Shout out, Missy. <laughs> um, everybody, welcome to the Flipside Podcast, where we talk about everything upside down and left and right and wherever it goes. So today we have a very special guest. We have Metaphysical Megan here in the building a different type of podcast than usual. It's live. So yeah, yeah. live
0: action, <laughs>
1: live action coming from the meditation room because we felt like there was no other appropriate space than this because we met through a Kundalini class. <laughs> shout out Kylie. Thank yes. you for the Agile course.
0: Shout out Kylie and shout out to your meditation room because it's such a vibe.
1: <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you. This is definitely where I spend the most amount of time and pretend that I'm like super busy and (laughs) um yeah can't be bothered so I'm glad to have you in it it's like the first time somebody else has really been in the space oh wow so I'm honored there we go um so just to get started get it warmed up say who you are what you do
0: yeah okay great um hi everyone uh my name's Megan I go by Metaphysical Megan. That's kind of the brand I've built for myself. But um, I would say I am a multi dimensional being. Um, my passion is water. So I call myself a modern day mermaid. Um, I'm also really into um, ET experiences, all the metaphysical things. Um, I'm also busy meditating most of the time, too. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I had no one's asked me to describe myself or um, say what I do. So this is kind of interesting to be on the spot because I do a lot of things, but um, I would say my main, I guess, passion in anything I do is just to be my authentic self and anything, any action I take, just being, being around others, my intention is to inspire people to feel safe to be their authentic self. So I would say if you take anything away from anything I share, that's definitely a, a key, key thing. So I, I am myself for a living.
1: <laughs> I love that so much. And I do feel like you just pointed out the word safety. And I feel like even though I didn't know you, like the first time we started following each other, I was like, she is so cute and safe and like such a safe <laughs> space for me to, I guess, you know, kind of like, you, like you said, in the beginning, you, you liked my random little tangents <laughs> and jokes I might make. So yeah. I felt very comfortable with you even through a, an online platform. So yeah. I'm very happy to have you here today. I, I know guess. we're going to, we're, I know we got a lot to talk about kind of, cause like, not only has there been a lot of things going on in the world, um, we also connected on like a, a deeper level because of like personal experiences that we've had and just like personal things that we both enjoyed doing. Um, whether that's meditating and hanging out in the ether or whatever it is. Um so I I was really trying to like refrain from going into this topic immediately, but I just feel like it's so loaded that like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna just start and like let's dive in. <laughs> let's dive in. So basically I I just want to know like your experience on how now today you have found yourself in like this transitional place that is so full of love already, I can tell it's like you know, just like such a beautiful spot. Um, however, like how do how do you think that people can navigate like transitional places in their life um, as smooth as I see you doing, which I know we all internally probably don't feel that way yeah. when things are going on. Um, but you know, don't you can go in as deep as you want to about this. Um, But just in general, for people who are maybe having a hard time, like finding themselves or finding that authentic self, like you are saying you are, um, and how can other people really dive into that?
0: Yeah, um, I think one of my greatest lessons um, in this lifetime is that I've resisted a lot of (laughs) things that have come up in reality, and, you know, in that place, I felt like, fighting what is, is what, um, kind of creates some, some suffering. And in the transitional phase I am now, I feel like I have the wisdom and the grounding to like really see everything as a blessing and just being open to whatever comes. Um, there's a quote, I don't know who says this, but one of my friends has said, um, you know, I want to be, I just want to love what is. And I love that. And it sounds like kind of a cliche thing, but truly just like trying to see every opportunity, every circumstance as a something that I have agreed to on some level for ultimately my growth. And also seeing it from a higher perspective of okay, um, however I'm navigating this situation or this circumstance, you know, maybe someday from me just embodying and going through this experience Mm -hmm. I can be a light or I can help some someone else who's going through something similar and just be a um, permission slip or a um, not necessarily a what's the word (laughs) that I'm looking for like a uh, someone to look up to in a way that you know is embodying has gone through something they've gone through, you know, to show people like if I can do this, you can do this too, you know, and just really um, <laughs> facing everything with no resistance and not making whatever the circumstances, even if it's something very tumultuous mm-hmm. and um, unpreferred, not making it mean anything negative about me, and just truly trying to find the the good and find the blessing in whatever is is arising and. I mean, it's taken me almost 31 years to get to that place. Um, but I, I would say definitely, um, in past situations, past versions of me would not be, I guess, facing or, um, going through this with as much grace as it feels like I'm doing now, if that makes sense.
1: I, I love what you just said, because it's, I, I recently heard a quote too, where it was talking about, and I'm going to like misphrase this quote, um, however, that suffering is such an integral part of the human experience that to go through it is actually not a negative. And it's all about our perspective of what you just said. It's a growth period. It's someplace where we can reflect and learn and see how we actually want to be, um, You know, after the experience, and I actually was just watching, um, on the car over here, there was another quote about grief. That was really cool. I love Lewis Howe. shout out. If you ever need somebody to work for you, Lewis. Hi. Um, (laughs) anyway, there was a part, I can't remember who his guest was that that was on, but she said something really, really beautiful about how we are all trying to get over grief a lot of the time and how grief is not something that we get over or get past. It's something that we move with. And that was really beautiful for me because, you know, I like, again, and on this podcast, we like might dive deep into like the personal things, but really like we can go into just more of like a, through a traumatic experience. Like that's really what I wanted to talk about was like, because everybody's gone through something and it's like what can we do and what value can we provide for whoever's listening to like navigate those experiences um so within that, it's like we both bonded over you know having very similar experience yeah. to each their own within those experiences um however when I reflect on my own situation what you said just like nailed it on the head it's like I can't feel bad for going through whatever it was and for a while I was very guilty. Yeah. Um, like when you're dealing with individuals who have put you into a spot, that's like you, something is always wrong with you. That's their perspective. And that's what they're shouting at you. You start to believe it, no matter how much you, you try not to after a certain amount of time, it's so ingrained in you that like something must be wrong with you. And I'm here to say like, That's never the case. Um, Sure, there are things we can all grow and learn from each other. And especially if like someone has an issue, maybe calmly discussing that and like moving forward, it would would be a great move. Um, But you know, if you're finding yourself in a situation where somebody is just like badgering you and putting you down into a consistent like place of weakness and place of sadness, just know that that person is totally projecting everything that they feel about themselves onto you. And that it is possible to move forward and pass that, which I didn't believe during the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> I, I, I Second that for sure.
1: It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, damn. And like, you're so cute too. I just like, think she's the cutest person ever. I think she's the cutest. <laughs> this is a <your> love fest. <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's like one of those things too, where I've like, um, definitely growing up as well. I always felt like I was more connected to like guy friends yeah. and it was more difficult for me to find bonds with other females. And I don't know what that was. It was probably like an internal thing of like, like feeling more in my masculine, not in the feminine, whatever. And so when I see like really cool people get fucked with, like that's when I <laughs> want to like fight. It's really, really weird. And I'm not a fighter. Somebody could like come up to me and like, you know, keep doing everything. I'm like, so submissive. I'm like, okay, yes, yes. But when it's somebody else, I'm like, I will fight you. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I don't know what that is. So I'm so glad that you're here and like, you know, moving forward into this like beautiful, beautiful path that I see. So I'm just so happy for you. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. yeah I'm stoked to be here and just co-creating, <laughs> collaborating, sharing time and space with you. Um, and yeah, I feel like you sharing with me your experience that you went through, like <laughs> It all, we always feel less alone and less crazy when we hear that we're not the only one who's had right. a thought, had a circumstance, a situation. Like a lot of us go through the same thing and sometimes we just don't talk about it or don't mm-hmm. talk about it with people. So I think seeing that in you and, and then other people who've reached out to me from this situation, um, it, it's. Amazing how something like a traumatic Mm -hmm. experience or um abuse or whatever it is can really bring a lot of connection. Mm -hmm. Um and I feel like that's one of the gifts that I've um gleaned from this is like just the connections with other women. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and men too, but women for sure. Like it just brought in more people to um feel safe to share and express. So that that really meant a lot to me you when you
1: opened up about your experience the April class that Kylie was teaching. Yeah. I fell in love with that practice. Uh-huh. I don't know what it was about April. I guess it was because it was chakra alignment. Maybe I hadn't felt that in a while, but I fell in love with that month Yeah, and I felt so good. I felt so fiery. I don't know if that's because it was April, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I was like, so ready to go the minute that like retrograde hit again, I'm blaming on this probably my own internal workings, but I was like, I have no enthusiasm about anything, like, everything <laughs> just makes me want to sleep, like, I don't even want to read this book, this show, like, I felt grumpy, you know what I mean, yeah. I was like, this show's annoying, this book's not good, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> like, all, I had to return to this part of, like, you're being very ungrateful right now, <laughs> I don't know what it was, so, like, I don't know if it was that practice, that having an alignment, and yeah. then this one's really good, too, Um, but yeah, I just felt like, this grade was rough for me, man. Yeah. Yeah. How did you, how, how are you feeling over the last?
0: Yeah. I felt, Um, I've definitely felt more tired than usual, but like, I also attributed some of that to like leaving a really, um, vampiric draining situation. Like, you know, like not to be a victim to it completely, but like trying to make sense of like, oh, where is my, um, energy going or coming from, you know? Right. So I, I, I definitely like, felt it
1: I think we're, we're still in mercury mercury retrograde. yeah yeah until the second apparently okay. so like so, a week another week of it you know another now it's kind of like you know the bell curve it's like yeah now it's kind on of its way out again maybe um but yeah that's something too when we talk about like getting out of an abusive situation or out of a vampiric situation whether it's friendship family relationship anything I will say too the weirdest thing that happened to me in when I was getting out of my weird situation was I was so like on edge. And so, um, what is it like the fight or flight was going so rapidly in my mind that when I had that moment to actually break and relax within myself, it was like, whoa, it was like getting hit almost like with a, a brick because it felt like, wow, my nervous system has not been able to relax for almost two years. yeah, And I didn't even recognize it. Which was bizarre. So going through that whole like, you know, noticing that you need to take time for yourself is really difficult. Yeah. And I feel like that just is another attrib- like attributing to how strong you are because you were very quick to realize like, okay, I just need to be gentle. Yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs> I got yeah. you. So okay. Anyway, we can go back and forth with this like you know vampiric situation, but I want to hear something really really cool too because like you said, you are like the modern day mermaid. <laughs> I want to know how you got into the Kangen water space. Um, what led you to that and yeah. how did you like fall in love with it? And now you are a distributor yeah. and all the other things. So, yeah. Um, great question. So, um, my water
0: journey really began like almost three years ago, um, for, probably close to 15 or more years of my life, I was struggling with some really serious health issues. Um, Serious to me in the sense of like, it would interrupt my like Mm -hmm. daily life, like doing things like going to school, going to work, going to sporting events. Um, I struggled with really chronic ocular migraines. Um, Those were totally debilitating, like I wouldn't be able to see or really do anything um, because my head was in so much pain. I also struggled with um, endometriosis. And tied to that was really painful menstrual cycles. So every month um, I would be on the floor of my bathroom, bedroom, you know, crying in pain, praying for a solution, throwing up all the things that is just not, um, you know,
1: desirable. And, and not to cut you, uh, yeah, something yeah. else that people don't know about endometriosis as well is it makes you very nauseous, right? Yeah. In general. Yeah. So yeah. Not, like paired with migraines. I'm so yeah. sorry You had to deal with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, and so just after, you know, going through trying to find a solution, you know, my doctors put me on birth control for a while. I tried medicines. I tried holistic modalities. Nothing really seemed to, um, alleviate or help me. Um, At least mitigate these symptoms of these things. So um, I kind of got to a a breaking point where I was desperate, and lo and behold, um, shout out to Instagram! I found um, my friends Chris and Jolie, who um, are how I got into this business, how I found the water, sharing about it. Um, Intuitively, I before ever drinking it, I just knew like, oh, this is it. This is something I've been praying for. Like I just had this soul Mm -hmm. knowing that this was for me. And so I tried the water, um, a couple times and kind of went through my own detox and then took me about six months to, um, get the, the finances to get my machine, just, you know, life circumstances, those kinds of things. And then I, uh, started drinking the water from my own machine in January of 2020. So right before the pandemic too. Um, and it, changed everything for me. It changed my health. Um, to this day, I don't get headaches or migraines unless wow. I am dehydrated, unless I'm not drinking enough water. Yeah. Um, I don't have, uh, any sign of endometriosis anymore, which is wow. wild.
1: That is wild. Yeah. And so many people too are like seeking and seeking a cure for their endometriosis pain. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I was told by my doctor that I would be on birth
0: control pretty much for my whole life to mitigate, to mitigate the symptoms. Um, and so I got completely off hormonal birth control and um you know any medications like that. Um, now uh, my menstrual cycles are flawless, um don't have any pain, don't have to take any medication, um feel like it just really did like a whole internal clean out of not only my body but my womb, my sex organs, which are tied to those you right. know, that time of the month, and to yeah, just going about life, um, and so it completely revolutionized, like, how I felt in my physical body, um, you know, there's many other components to, like, the spiritual side of water, and it just honestly, like, bring, brought me into balance in every area of my life, um, it did help uh, calm my nervous system, and bring me into more parasympathetic state, relaxed state, and so I just began sharing it from there, um, I wasn't really sure like how I was gonna you know turn this into a sustainable business um just knew that I was passionate about water and it helped me and something inside me said you know people need this the world needs this so share this with whoever is willing to listen and here we are today um you know almost two and a half years later and I'm just really grateful that I get to do this full time and um yeah it's just like a a complete dream come true and
1: it all started with just the water I drink (laughs) okay that is so amazing because um I I too bought a kongan machine um what was funny is I bought mine I believe like right before we met. Oh, so yeah. when I got right. it, she was like, <laughs> why did you get <laughs> it from me? I was like, I would have. Yeah, no, no, it, there's no, no hard feelings. Oh yeah, for no, for and, sure. And not, not taking it like that. All yeah. Time. I was like, oh damn, that's so crazy. Cause actually at the time I didn't really know anybody to get it from. So yeah. I went through like a mutual friend and I had read so much about the la water here which um the one thing that finally made me uh quote bite the bullet and actually um again yes like the financial yeah. um issue of like saving up for the machines it's like so worth it and i didn't even know you could do a payment plan or anything yeah. like that um but the article i had read was LA water, we are unknowingly drinking so many pharmaceuticals, yeah. um, because of the rehab centers in the state. Wow. Um, and so a lot of the pills that are flushed down the toilets are going through our water system here. And I believe it was like 0.00 something amount of Xanax in each cup wow. of water, wow. <laughs> wow. which is a very addictive drug. So, um, you know, it was. Yeah. I finally took the plunge and was like, "Okay, I need to to do this." And and also, I was spending way too much money on like plastic water. Oh, something that she did before I um I really got to talk to her. She was doing the the pH.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. Scale no demos,
1: yeah. So cool. Highly recommend watching her video on that. Um, the pH scale of like Ascensia water. That's what I was drinking, thinking I was making a good decision. <laughs> and then she's like, "Watch this. It might be alkaline for a second." But then what did you do? You shook it.
0: Um, I I blew, uh, you you just blow your carbon dioxide in it and it it changes, you know, after a few seconds of blowing.
1: And then the common water doesn't do that. Yeah. So you literally like, even though these bottles of water are being marketed as alkaline, they're not actually, it's actually um, additives in the water that are making it alkaline. It's a very sad day when I found that out, but it was a beautiful day, you know, like sad, but okay, yeah beautiful path you can't can't unsee it you know (laughs) you cannot unsee it I was like wow okay um but yeah so I absolutely love that that's I actually just saw one of my friends uh from school had to go to a different state to get surgery for her endometriosis and when I hear stories like this where it's like a simple solution is water but a lot of people don't even know yeah um a lot of the things that we've been taught in the health space of course as a lot of people know are not factual. or they're misleading, I guess is a better term. And there are solutions out there. So if anybody is suffering from those pains and, um, problems, talk to your girl, Megan. Yeah. She's got you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so how, so now that you also said that you gotten into the space and have made it a business, how does that feel? And, um, you know, were you anticipating that at all, or what? What was your feeling behind growing that business?
0: Yeah, yeah, great question. So, when I got the machine, I knew about the business. Um, I thought that I would probably do it, but I was skeptical because, for most of my working life, um, I've struggled um, financially and just in like jobs that I've had. You know, like living paycheck to paycheck. I just that, that has been an area that's been, um, a big area for growth and learning in this lifetime. And I knew oh, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and I just didn't know how it would be possible because my mindset and my perceptions of myself, of like, what's possible, all of that was very different than it is now. So kind of a combination of, you know, going through my own personal development journey, mm-hmm. um, made me realize like, not only is this possible, but people need this. This is actually helping people and seeing my, my friends and my mentors who've been doing this a lot longer than me, um, you know, doing this full time, being able to travel, being able to do the things they want to do and also helping change tons of people's lives and, you know, making a lot of money, um, working from anywhere in the world, like that, seeing that, possibility was very, um, gave me hope, but I, um, I guess I had to get to a place of like believing that it was possible for me to do this full time. And now, um, you know, here I am after putting in, you know, the work and connecting with people and just truly seeing how can I serve people through this, through both the water and the business, um, has opened up so many doors for me. And yeah, I just, I knew all around that this was going to be an answer to many, many of my prayers. You know,
1: I love that so much. And I actually just had like a cha-chang thing on my phone that was going <laughs> off. I didn't realize my phone was on. And while you're talking about that, it was like cha-chang, cha-chang. And so <laughs> I love cool. that for you. Yeah. <laughs> Divine synchronicities. Um, no, I absolutely love that. And I, I definitely um, can resonate with the living paycheck to paycheck and having this weird relationship with my job and money. Um, And I do think that changing everything where you feel like you're providing a value and a a good service to somebody, that's like the the kicker that changes everything. Yeah. Um, Because we have all been, for the most part, I believe a lot of us have been raised to think that you just go get the job to get the money. And then you start working these certain jobs. I've been in the fashion business for years. And so I remember just working these jobs and being like, I feel like I'm doing something really bad sometimes. Like the, yeah. the amount of waste that we were going through. Like watching a lot of people like not get paid while my CEOs are wow making billions that. and billions of dollars. I was working for Revolve. I've talked okay. about this before, which yeah. I always say, "Love you, Revolve." I'm not trying to talk shit. I just mean like a lot of people that are working their asses off for you. you cannot live in LA for 50k a year. Just saying. Anyway. Okay. So, yeah, it's like one of those things when you kind of like align that purpose with the passion behind it. So I'm so happy for you. It's an absolutely amazing thing to come into in your life.
0: Yeah. Thank you.
1: And so what are you doing in L.A.? Yeah. I, this, okay. I want to talk about this really quick. Um, I was going to get her on the podcast anyway. Where are you living now? Um, So I'm I'm moving to Austin, Texas. Love it. Okay. So I knew that she was out of state from uh, California. So I was going to have her come on via zoom like usual. And she was like, well, I just happened to be in LA (laughs) on Wednesday. Why don't we do this live? And yeah. And how beautiful is that? Um, So yeah. What has you in LA for however many days?
0: Yeah. So um, I'm in California until June 4th. So two weeks, um, but I'm here for a um, business event with my water team, um, in Orange County this weekend. That's the main, the main event. Um, and yeah, I'm in LA because, uh, I'm seeing another friend and I, uh, tried to go to Tej's class this morning, but I didn't calculate for Kundalini class. Um, I didn't calculate for all the traffic. So I just ended up kind of like having, having a day in LA, um, doing some things and, and working and just, flowing um but yeah right. I was like I definitely like wanted to plan a couple of days to come and spend some time in LA either before or after the event and so here we
1: are. I love that so much all of this like connecting together.
0: Yeah.
1: Is it Tej Is that what you said? Yeah so Tej is Ky was Kylie's teacher and oh see I um, didn't know that. Yeah I thought that it was guru um Joga. 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 I don't know I don't yeah. know how to say it either but <laughs> You should, you should hear me like saying the words at first until I said (laughs) it. I'm like, Oh, okay. I got it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Tej was her teacher and I, when the pandemic hit, I started doing um, Tej's online classes because they went from being in person to online. So um, Tej is also one of my teachers. So I was going to try to go to some of my classes today. And then I just completely underestimated the morning traffic and, that's okay. I think everything happens in, in divine order, you know? Right. Are those classes through the Remain
1: Institute? Yeah. So,
0: um, she teaches at, um, her own studio called Nine Treasures, uh, Nine Treasures Yoga, and then the Rama Institute, I think, or, Rama I think Um, they have a physical studio as well, and she teaches there
1: too sometimes and that's by the beach right
0: yeah so the Rama Institute is in Santa Monica and then um, Asia studio is. um, Not too far from here, I want to say like outskirts of of Hollywood, maybe okay Um,
1: she's a little bit closer,
0: uh, I
1: think yeah because I feel like. um... I've had a few friends who want to go to the Rama Institute, yeah. and every time, like they, they're unfamiliar with LA and Santa uh-huh. Monica, and even I. So my family, they'll be like, "Do you ever go to the beach?" And I'm like, "I really should go <laughs> to the beach where I live around here, but yeah. going to Santa Monica is like a trip. yeah, it's like almost 30
0: minutes. Like when I typed it in from over here, it's like almost
1: an hour away depending on traffic. It, it's so sad sometimes. It's like you think it's right there, and then yeah, it's, it's fine. But yeah, so okay, another thing just popped into my head too. I absolutely adore Joshua Tree and going to the oh, desert. Yeah, yeah. And we have another cool connection. She used to live there. Yep. So if you do you mind going into like why you were living in Joshua Tree or how yeah. you got there and um yeah, how how long and did did you love it? All that stuff. Yeah, um, good question. So um
0: basically back in think it was summer or August of 2019 Um after some long you know I guess awaited uh, analysis of like where I was at in my life I decided to quit a um, six-year job of being a massage therapist at a athletic recovery facility cryotherapy facility and I don't know I just got this idea to moved to Joshua tree. I had a friend who lived there and they had a room available in their house. They invited me to come live there. And I was there from August until about right when the pandemic hit. So probably August, August to March ish. And I liked it a lot because it was a very, I guess, healing time for me because I was essentially like deconditioning from this old life of working a job, just for money, even though I was passionate about it and I was good at it and I was really helping a lot of people, but I just, I got burnt out, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so I knew I needed to make a change and part of me thought, you know, physically relocating would, would help with that. And it did. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was, it was kind of a combination of very healing, but also there were some tumultuous things that came up. Um, I was in another short, um, brief relationship that, Uh, was very uh, karmic in a way and that I definitely learned a lot of lessons from that Um, but yeah I loved I loved the park I loved like being there in nature being in the sun Um, yeah there's just something very magical about that place Uh, but I recognized too you know being the desert and I love water so much as a mermaid that I couldn't live there long-term, but it definitely like served, served its purpose, uh, in that season
1: of my life. So funny, because I think we were actually there at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. I was there in March too, which at the beginning of, um, the pandemic, uh, me and also my, karmic relationship yeah we had actually made plans to go there is just to to get away I feel like to um just a side note when you're in a relationship where you can kind of already feel like there's this imbalance there's always this trick that comes up in your mind where it's like we should go somewhere and maybe (laughs) somewhere else it will be better (laughs) yeah so we're like well like let's just take a week yeah and Joshua Tree I love that place I haven't been in a while And so we actually had booked the week pre-pandemic, not knowing. So when we were there, we got all the news articles and notifications that were saying, there's a pandemic, LA is really bad. So of course, like the, you know, this was kind of the beginning too, of like my awakening to, to just politics and media. And so at the time I just like listened to everything. I was like, oh my God, we can't go back to LA. You know, even (laughs) he was like, we can't go back to LA. Like is it in the air? You know, we had no idea. we yeah. were like, can we go outside? Like, right. Where are we? So we were already in Joshua Tree. And what had happened was because of the whole like we have no idea if we should go back or not. We ended up staying in Joshua Tree for like a month. Oh wow. <laughs> it was <laughs> how <awesome>. was that? <laughs> it was great. Um I got it. my ego wants to say something, so it's going to. <laughs> I paid for everything. <laughs> oh wow! It's okay. Um, sorry, that was just a vent. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so regardless of that, it was actually a really, really beautiful time where I had never been that long in that city, and yeah. I did fall in love with it. And it was really beautiful to escape whatever quote madness was going on. Um, What's so funny is that, like, isn't it like? when you find yourself and you're in this unhealed space, it's like even escaping the madness, like there's the madness within. So it was even being there, it was kind of that similar thing where it was like, it was a bit rocky. We figured it out for a bit. Um, (laughs) And then after like a a month or so, we ended up going to Washington and then back to LA later. But um, I did like just fall in love with that place because I think that during that rockiness and during that really weird time, if I was in LA, I really probably w- wouldn't have been so, yeah. you know, grounded. Um, yeah. cause like you said, Joshua, she really does have this magical kind of yeah. thing to it. And I finally took myself to Sedona in oh, January yeah. this year. That was kind of like my, like healing on myself. Like I'm going to just take myself here for a weekend. And the whole time I was there, it like this feels like Joshua Tree's big sister yeah it was so cool and I was like okay now I know why they always say that these two places are like the energy centers um yeah. I forgot what it's called. vortexes vortexes thank you um two very powerful vortexes where like the veil is very thin yeah that's what they say which yeah. I love that so <laughs> they were calling to both of us yeah Yeah, both magical places for sure. Yeah, so I love that you were there as well. And that's, uh, honestly, I I totally understand with like the growth periods. And sometimes these places call us to like awaken to those things, which is really cool. And so after Joshua Tree, where did you go after that?
0: Yeah, so after Joshua Tree, I went to um, back to Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas area where I grew up. Oh, Uh, okay, I didn't
1: know you were from Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love
0: it. Um, and my mom lives there, um, in a town called South Lake, And I went there essentially to kind of get my business off the ground right, and kind of figure out what I was doing, um, the pandemic, all the things I was there for a few months. Um, and then after, shortly after that, I moved to Oregon, um, in July of 2020 and that's when the, um. Other karmic relationship began, but
1: it happens <laughs> to the best of us. I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, it
0: <laughs> does.
1: It really does. Um, okay, so I love that. So now it's like you kind of are like recalibrating back to this. Like, I'm going back to Texas, and now it's because like I want to and yeah. I can. And I love this like full circle moment that we can have after these, these very I like to call them funny times in our lives yeah. because when you look back and you know they always say 2020 is it, in hindsight or hindsight is 2020 and you look back and it's like yeah I can almost laugh a little bit even yeah. though it's not funny but it's like wow it's like a totally different version of myself was like living in all these places yeah like, i figured out i'm a mermaid i can't live <laughs> in the desert like yeah i gotta go somewhere with water so i love that and also texas rains a lot yep So there you go.
0: (laughs) It does. Um, yeah, I guess you just gotta laugh, you know, at certain things, you know, keep, keep the levity in life, you know, Um, even I find myself in just thinking about the most recent experience that I have gone through and I'm going through, like trying to find things to laugh about. Cause sometimes it's life is funny, you know, like it is, don't take it so seriously. Like even laugh, like in the, dark times it'll make you feel
1: better <laughs> right right and so I know we're kind of hitting that like hour mark too so I don't want to see- oh we've already been talking for an hour I think so. oh my gosh <laughs> like I think in like 10 minutes it feels like we have been talking for like no like, I mean, I, I, I'm open to whatever whatever you want to do yeah so I again too if this is like um if we're going too deep on anything just like let me know yeah um so one thing I wanted to get into as well as so we've kind of briefly touched into it, but just for anybody who might be going through a similar situation when it comes to a like cluster B personality, um, and like a quote narcissist or somebody that is dealing with, um, like I said, the cluster Bs, which include like histrionic narcissism, sociopathism, uh, psychopath, <laughs> um, at the, you know, intense core and then borderline personality disorder. Um, when you're dealing with something that can almost create this narrative that you live in, that is so different from reality. It it's almost like living in a novel or something where it's like, you are living on this like edge of reality, I guess. And so, um, like we were saying in the beginning, when people have come up and, and really validated the experience, I remember I had that too, where there would be times where I was like around the narcissist in my life. And later after that was, that was gone, there were people, there were people that came up to me and they were like, yeah, that one day, like really was weird, but I didn't want to say anything. Cause I thought like, Maybe that was like how you guys interacted yeah, or just something like that. So, um, I'm kind of going in like many different angles in this <laughs> first topic, yeah. but basically, um, what would you say to people too, who have like experienced a very weird relationship where they aren't really sure what's going on and how did that moment click for you where it's like, wow, I think I'm actually dealing with somebody who is not, um, like their psychopathy is not actually healthy. Right. Um, and how do you learn to validate yourself? And what was your experience? Like, how did those little moments of like, okay, I think I'm actually dealing with, with some abusive tendencies, like, um, what were those uh, eye openers for you, I guess?
0: Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I would say there are many, I guess, eye openers, but I, I guess I got to a place where I realized that I was not, like, I was working on myself, you know, as somebody who is, is dedicated to just growing and you know being the best me that I can, getting everything out of my potential. It was like I was working on myself, and this other person was not, and things were still getting worse. Mm-hmm. and And I just started to feel crazy. For one, um, you know, there was also to um, trigger warning um, a lot of physical abuse that I overlooked because I thought that I loved this person so much that you know, having the story in my mind that, you know, if I were to leave, it would be, it would mean that I was a failure, that the relationship failed, or that, you know, love s- sticks through anything, which is not the case. Um, and just like, I don't know, having several moments, um, and, you know, we've talked about this before, um, the Gabby Petito case was really eye-opening to me, seeing uh, yes, seeing yes. how, um, you know, th- honestly, like the moments of feeling like, oh, I could, you know, literally die at the hands of this person, Um, even going to bed at night and feeling unsafe. Like those were some major things that really like shook me. Um, And I also too just had this knowing that like, if I don't escape or find a way out now, like my life could take a very serious turn in a direction that I do not prefer. So yeah, like it's time to wake up. It's time to kind of like ground back into reality. Um, for me in my experience, I recognize that I kind of created this fantasy. Um, also to the other person was really good at like manipulating me and like also creating a fantasy that was not real and just recognizing like, Oh, I had trouble seeing reality for what it was. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, there are many, I guess, many things, but just, um, I don't know if there was just ever one moment it was just that I finally got sick and tired and actually you know what there was a very pivotal moment um that, that I am remembering that I'll talk about um was uh in January I was here in uh Orange County Southern California LA area for um the same event that I'm going to this weekend um and while I was gone there was you know some emotional and verbal abuse like still happening when I was like physically away from this person Um, and then when I returned they picked me up from the airport and there was a very serious um, near-death I would say experience of um, them abusing me in the car and I just recognized like whoa like if I want to help people and help myself like this can't keep happening I can't I can't keep letting I can't keep choosing to stay in a situation because, you know, knowing what I know on some level, it was like self-abuse to to keep myself there. Um, And I would say for people that maybe are navigating a situation like this, where it's definitely like not normal and people are not respecting you as a person, they're not, you know, respecting your boundaries and acting from a place of love, like just, do whatever you can do to um, help yourself so some things that helped me was like writing things down texting my friends like talking it out with people that I trusted and like I guess getting like a footing on what was happening Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and, and I'm not an expert at this and you know by any means I'm just I've just navigated my own experience but Really just like getting to the place where you can be honest with yourself, because I recognized for me in my situation, yeah. I stayed as long as I did, because I think intuitively I knew that like it wasn't right um, at a certain point in the relationship. And I just didn't want to have to face that honesty because I wanted it so badly to work out. I wanted it to not be true. So I think when I finally was willing to get honest with myself, I was able to start seeing reality for what it was and just taking the baby steps to, um, get myself in a different situation where I'm physically safe, um, and, and emotionally and all, all of the different Mm -hmm. types of, um, security and safety, like support that I was able to give that to myself, um, just bit by bit.
1: I completely resonate with the entire, um, like looking at this person, not wanting it to be true. Like you would put in so much work and it's like, wow, I've put so much work into this more work probably than anything else that I've done in my life, which was a huge thing. And it's like not wanting to fail at something really was the kicker for me too, because it's like, wow, I put in this much effort to this and it's going to fail. And it's like this whole kind of mind trick that goes on with you where You kind of doubt yourself in other areas, so it's like, well, if I had just only put that that much work into this other thing, then like maybe I wouldn't be in this situation. Like you, you're constantly convincing yourself that you could have done something else. Yeah. Um. And I think that that's another kicker for people who like are experiencing something like this is they don't know how to put a name to what's happening. Yeah. Um. So whether that's accepting, like, okay, I'm actually being emotionally or verbally abused or physically abused there's that word that can really help somebody wake up and also when I found out about uh like a narcissist personality type I like the my eyes and my heart were open because I didn't think that there was a term to it I just thought that this person was like maybe a little weird on some things yeah. and like why can't we see eye to eye on this like why yes. is it so difficult to communicate For me, I'm a communicator and I love talking to people. So when I just felt like it was a constant battle to get very trivial things across, um, across this person, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. So I was completely doubting everything I was saying. I was like stumbling over my words. And so I feel like if anybody too, like, um, you know, Megan just added so many great points. Um, I think for, for my whole thing, it was like, I'm a very logical brained person. So when I finally was like looking up what narcissism is and like what the, the, almost like the checklist yeah. was, I was like, oh my God, I can compartmentalize this. Like yeah. <laughs> see it from an outside vantage yeah. point. It was it, It's a very, very bizarre um, feeling. And so if anybody is going through that or like just just doubting themselves, like know that you are so not alone. It's, it's unfortunately, um, a huge problem yeah. and it's not what we think it is. Um, have you ever looked at, uh, looked at Dr. Romani? Yeah. I love Dr. Romani. She was actually one of the people that I found when I was searching right? like for
0: answers and like, you know, doing a Google search a YouTube search and like finding her stuff and was just so like, affirming and like she's amazing it like really like it brought me a lot of comfort in some ways
1: you know right she she brought me so much healing um something that she said that still sticks with me today because I'm so happy like it took me a couple of tries too it was like not just one bad relationship it was a couple yeah um Same. and they both had very <laughs> similar personalities yeah um the thing for me that was very validating because I started thinking like oh my god like how could I find like two people back to back that were both like this. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Um, something that she was saying is she was like, narcissism is a public health crisis. Yeah. Wow. And she was saying this because she was like, it's not what we think it is. It's not this whole, like, oh, we all have our phones. So like, let's take selfies of ourselves. Like people think, oh, like that girl's narcissistic. She's taking photos of herself or like that guy's narcissistic. He's taking photos of himself, whatever. That could be a part of it. But, um, what she was saying is like, we are so, uh, we misuse the term narcissist on such a grand scale that when it actually happens, that's why we've almost like, oh, this can't be a narcissist. You know, we can't be dating that. Um, so yeah, when she said it was a public health crisis, my mind was blown. I was like, well, maybe that's why I found two in a row. (laughs) There's a lot more than you think, which is, it's sad. It, It all comes from like the childhood womb thing too but just know that you're not alone and that this is unfortunately something that a lot of people go through so yeah
0: yeah. and to kind of piggyback off of what you said you know there's a difference between like having narcissistic traits and narcissistic personality disorder 100% yeah which is a a pathology a pathopathy or whatever you want to call it it's a true like mental illness like Mm -hmm. you know my narcissist loved telling me that I you know was the one with mental illness and all these oh, things. Oh yeah, I got but... that too. And then because I'm
1: like goofy I, like Yeah. I, I was like, I I bet. <laughs> I was like, Wait. <laughs> yeah. But I am trying to change all the time. Right. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: but but really like they're the one with the mental illness and they need serious help. But they don't have the self-awareness or the willingness to like truly be honest with themselves and with others. To the point where they can actually get that help. So it's like more often than not, a lot of these narcissists, like they're not diagnosed. Like they don't, they don't seek help. They just keep repeating the cycle. And I actually found another account. I can't remember this guy's name, but he is somebody who was diagnosed
1: with narcissistic personality disorder. And I know he, you're talking about. Yeah. He's good. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, I I don't know his name right off either. But yeah. He, he's good. Continue. But he's yeah. spreading
0: awareness about narcissistic personality disorder narcissistic abuse and he's actually helping a lot of people he's a self-aware narcissist i would say probably now like he probably doesn't have the narcissistic traits because he's right. it seems like he's gotten help and is, is helping others so like you yeah. can't they can change but like more often than not like these people really don't change and it's not to be like closed-minded or like to not see that they have the possibility to change, but it really is like a mental Mm -hmm. illness. Like you just can't like pretend it's not there. And then suddenly you're not a narcissist.
1: Right. And that was actually my issue of why I think I stayed for so much longer than I intuitively knew was right was because I always want to believe that people are capable of changing because I want people to believe like I'm capable of changing. If I were um, uh, showcasing bad traits or whatever. Um, and that was what really got me locked into it is because also what nurses will, will do, um, mine was more on like the BPD scale is it was basically like a cycle based on a few weeks or, you know, it, it's all it's very cyclical. It's almost like they have a day planner. I, I don't know yeah. what it is. It's actually very, very strange. Um, but on like very certain days, it would be like almost screaming for help. Like I just need help. Like, can you help me find a therapist? Can you help me get the help? Like I feel miserable inside, like all these things. And you think that that's them being self-aware. Yeah. I don't know if that was your uh, situation too, but I had that so often almost to the point where I would like, okay, like for the first few times, I actually did try to go find somebody for him too. Yeah. And it was always received with like, why did you do this or whatever? I was like, I thought you were screaming for me to go do that for you. Right. Um, so like you were saying, they don't have the willingness to be honest, I guess with themselves. I, I believe that might be, it. it's like they, you, they show it and then they never act. That was what my therapist, when I was going through, um, EMDR, I don't know if you've heard of that. I haven't absolutely incredible. If you've gone through CPTSD, uh, which is complex, uh, post EMDR is like eye rapid or eye movement rapid desensi- desensitization. Yeah. Um, and they used to use it for like Vietnam vets. So oh. you're basically like tapping like right to left and something in your brain starts to go into like theta waves. Wow. And you can really start to break patterns in like the subconscious. Oh wow. So I think I need to, I'm definitely. It's amazing. I, I got a wreck. Yeah. <laughs> I got a wreck if you need her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she really helped me to see something that I I couldn't recognize at the time which um when you you're dealing with cpdsc i kind of got a
0: little bit sidetracked it's it's all good it's all relevant i think
1: right it is yeah (laughs) Um, when you do that see this is what this is another uh this is another symptom of cpdsc you have memory loss yeah I'm not yeah. lying. No, I think
0: I definitely like still am experiencing CPTSD for sure. Like it, not, it not to like, not to put that on as like a blanket, like I'm taking this on and like labeling myself as this, but like it's very real in these situations. And it's like real. I can see where
1: I have those moments. Right. And so what was I saying to where it's like I was trying to find him a therapist? Basically, like she helped me see that like through the CPD, treatment, it was like, they will say things that start to, what is it? I'm it's, so sorry. Yeah,
0: no, it's okay. I think I
1: know what you're talking about. They call it future faking. Thank you. Okay. There's, that's definitely a two. Yes. yes thank you. Oh my yeah. God. Thank you. Yeah. Where it's like <laughs> I had to go through that. Cause it was like, you kept thinking that you were being helpful. Yeah. And then they would like, project and then like twist your reality. So I guess it's a little bit of gaslighting too. Yeah. yeah. Where they go back and be like, I never asked you to do that. Yeah. And it's like, what? Like so then you'd feel crazy. And then yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Future faking is really that was a that was a big one yeah. for a while too, where it's like, oh I just like can't wait. We're gonna be so happy together. Yeah. Where, like all these promises of things I've never loved with. anybody more than I've loved you. Mm-hmm. And they tell everybody that though, that they want to like impress. Mm -hmm. That was the weird thing. And then I was like, you hate me at home. (laughs) (laughs) You love me. I'm the love of your life. In front of people. (laughs) Yes. In front of other people. And then I'm like, I don't know if you even like me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was so bizarre. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just know you're not alone going through this. It's really difficult, especially falling in love with somebody who, has those tendencies because again, we do like to see the best in people, especially in people like we love personal development. We yeah. love like trying to be the best <laughs> and you know, we're a good target, unfortunately <laughs> for people of this, but um something else that really came to me too was like, it was, I've never had more of an awakening yeah. than through this experience yeah. as well. So it's just this weird, like blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah, no, I
0: definitely, feel like that I don't know if it was you or one of my other friends um, said that going through narcissistic abuse or this type of situation can be a very like shamanic experience and I feel like 100% like that has been my experience is like yes it's been very painful and yes like I've been the victim of abuse in many situations but I'm like oh my god I'm so grateful like this happened like it's bringing me closer to myself i'm seeing so much that i wouldn't have been able to see if it weren't for this situation and like really seeing like oh this is going to actually um catapult me into my power mm-hmm. and into my growth and into my connection and even into my service of um yeah just helping people and i'm just like on one end like i don't wish this to ever happen to people right. but like i can see how i in a way like this is can be the biggest blessing that I've ever experienced in in many ways
1: (laughs) right and I see too so you have actually like you were saying you have had a lot of people come to you and kind of admit like oh wow I was really going through that and I didn't know at the time I didn't know who to talk to about it um and now so I saw something are you creating a community for people who have gone through the same type of um Again, I, I feel like the word trauma is like overused sometimes, but that's the best word I have for it. Yeah. Um, for people who have gone through something like this.
0: Yeah. So. It definitely is trauma. Um, but yeah, yeah I,
1: I feel inspired to
0: yeah, create some type of community or support group um that's completely free. I don't, you know, again, I'm not like a a therapist or anything, but I just feel in some way inspired to to bring people together to like create some some type of like safe place where um, people can share their experiences and who knows what will come of it but I definitely see that as something that I um, choose to to step into from this because I have had so many people say like thank you for sharing this thank you for you know even talking about narcissistic abuse and abuse and, and just people telling me how like you know they ended up leaving a relationship or Um, They're, they're going through the same thing and they felt alone and just, it's, it's wild how like when one thing happens to somebody, like it's, it's happening to other people. And so I think something I've learned in my life is, you know, when I can be vulnerable authentically, and when I can be honest and share that with people, like there's gotta be somebody out there that can receive some type
1: of medicine from that. I love that so much. Oh, medicine. (laughs) <laughs> soul medicine yes <laughs> okay so we're kind of hitting that like hour yeah mark but I absolutely love all the value that you brought to my podcast so thank you so much for being here yeah thanks for um, having me. I know that we could probably go on and on and on yeah um but yeah if you guys ever need water love <laughs> <laughs> I guess massage is too, but she didn't, she already left that profession. Um, I still do
0: it occasionally, but not, it's not my main, main game. It's not her main
1: thing. So yeah. I don't ask her for that. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you need any type of water advice, if you need any type of, you know, um, survivor that's the best. I, we haven't even said that word. Cause sometimes it makes yeah, me, we're, sur- like, we're freaking survivors. survivors. Yeah. We got out. Right. We got out. And it's like, uh, again, I, I, I do resonate with you too, where it's like, um, it could have been a very bad situation. And yeah. so I'm so happy that you are thriving and here and in the flesh. And so I'm just absolutely so happy for you. So thank you again, metaphysical Megan for coming on the flip side podcast. We went up and down and in and out. Um, where can people find you? Yeah, um, I'm most active on
0: Instagram uh at MetaphysicalMegan. Uh I spell my name M-E-A-G-A-N. And I'm also on TikTok, but I've been taking a little hiatus, but I, I probably will be getting back to TikTok. Um speaking of TikTok, I see that you've had a few videos go viral.
1: Shout out to you for being hilarious. People are feeling mad at me right now. <laughs> So it's so funny. um Yeah, I didn't mean to like turn this around. going we no, talk about it. First talk second about it because... Yeah, because
0: I want to know. I want to
1: know what. I don't even
0: think I've seen the video, but I want to know. It
1: is like the stupidest <laughs> video I've ever made. Like, that's where I know too. So the the funniest part too is the rest of my page is like how to meditate or like little tidbits so that I get <laughs> from meditation. People don't like that shit. They want to hear the. The shit. <laughs> so one day I was going to Trader Joe's and I just had this thought, this is like maybe a month ago now. I just was like randomly thinking, I was like, I wonder how Scott Disick is doing. Like both of his <laughs> exes got engaged <laughs> this year. Wait, so it was was it Courtney Kardashian's so, ex and who else? Yeah, so Courtney Kardashian and uh Sophia Ritchie. Mm-hmm. And what's so funny too is like I've said this before, I know very little. <laughs> This family and so I've got friends that'll tell me I would, like pop up and I'm like oh okay I guess that happened whatever but I had this random thought coming into Trader Joe's one day and I was like huh I hope Scott Disick is okay because like he was really struggling for a minute you know like he had some drug issues he went to rehab um and then I was like damn both Courtney and Sophia got engaged this year I mean apparently this guy's been dating like 19-year-old, so like, you know, to each their own. He might be on that little narcissism spectrum, so like, you don't know. We don't know. Could be very well. Right, so (laughs) I just literally took a photo, or took like a very quick video of me in the Trader Joe's parking lot, and I was like, this in the video. (laughs) And I put the words, thinking about Scott Disick's mental health after Courtney and Sophia have both gotten engaged this year, I went to bed and then the next day it's like notifications it's like 100,000 views, 200,000 views. Now it's almost up to 900,000 views and I have all these comments about like he did it to himself, he did it to himself. <laughs> and then so I was like, okay, so my other videos aren't doing well. Let me do another Scott Disick video because you know Courtney now has had like three weddings for whatever reason, you know, go girl, you deserve it. Um you have as many weddings as you want. But I was like, okay, let's play off of the vir- virality, I guess, of that one video and yeah. just see if this works again.
0: Yeah.
1: It's literally just me and my car again, Uh, And I said, thinking about Scott Disick's mental health after Courtney's had not one, but three public weddings, people are very, very mad at me in the comments, but like, what is so freeing for me and hilarious is like when I get them, they're like, how could you care about his mental health? He did it to himself. And I'm just like, I, if only y'all knew, I was just like, let's just see what happens what happens with this formula because for some reason talking about scott disick has made my videos go viral i wonder if you've seen if you've seen it i i'm trying to tag him i'm like hey if you need any mental health advice i'm not a professional (laughs) but you're
0: his girl apparently
1: (laughs) i'm apparently his girl like okay let's see where it's at right now because this is funny it's like the the second one is just growing (laughs) Okay, so yeah, oh, we're, wow. going, we're going to almost 500,000 views on the second one, and it's literally like, this is first one. <laughs> Everybody follow Alex on uh, That's it. TikTok, if you're not. And then this one, people are mad, mad. Same song, same everything. He had 10 years. I'm sure he'd get over it with another young... He has a girlfriend. Oh, wow. There's so many comments. It says first, wait... Uh, why he had more than enough time to change to be the man he should have been for her that's on him he has teen girls to keep
0: him happy what I, what I think is funny um you know i know we're wrapping this up what i think is funny about uh people like just putting so much energy into these celebrities lives like okay what if you put that much energy just that much energy towards something in your own life like imagine how different the world could be if we stopped obsessing about these people that we don't even know, but we see them on a moving box. Um, You know what, how much better, imagine how much better like your life could be. Like you could probably have started, you know, a a side business project,
1: like who knows, you know, like who knows? No, I love that because it's so real. I mean,
0: I know celebrities, you know, are people too, but it's just like, why give you know, attention is currency. Why, why give your yeah. attention to these strangers? You know, I mean, there's, there's some humor in some of the things, but, you know, just food, food for thought.
1: You food know? for thought. I do love that. <laughs> and half the time too, what we're not even getting is like the, you know, I just did that because I was like, let me try to go viral again. So it why, was funny. Uh, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. So it's like, why wouldn't this family be doing viral things all the time? Or things that are like not necessarily true to get some attention. That's like a part of their job. So we're never going to know like the real stories. We're never going to know what is actually happening. Cool. We can like become a part of the dialogue and like, yeah, if we see someone cheat on somebody, we'd be like, okay, yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. Um, but what if that didn't happen, I don't know yeah i'm just saying sorry I just question everything the media tells me at this point yeah so that's a Same. whole other thing
0: it's definitely a, a wise thing to do, because you know they could be brainwashing us very similar to the nar- narcissist thing they could be you know oh. trying to manipulate our minds in some in some way.
1: I totally agree with that. I think that somebody, there's this girl Tori on TikTok. Okay. We can wrap this up soon. There's this girl Tori on TikTok and I just feel like she'd be like one of our friends.
0: Yeah. Send me me a video of her after this. I will.
1: (laughs) Um, and she will get on TikTok and she'll be like, good morning, nefarious alien overlords. (laughs) And just go in. And she's so funny. She's like definitely a comedian. So yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the, the media is definitely full of some sociopaths. So yeah. I don't think we're, I don't think we're. We're not wrong. missing the mark too much on that. We're not, we're not missing the no mark. <laughs> but but again, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, we have Metaphysical Megan here. If you need anything, you know where to find her at Metaphysical Megan on Instagram and soon to return back to the TikTok. Yep, we're going to have some more viral TikToks here. I'm so and, excited. Uh,
0: Yeah, feel free to send me a message if if you like this, if it resonated, Um, definitely open to, uh, making some more connections, uh, you know, online. Cause who knows where they
1: could lead to we just met today. Yeah. And I feel like I've known you forever. <laughs> I know. Right. I'm like, your friend. Yeah. Hell yeah. Totally. All right. Thanks guys for tuning in. Um, yeah, we'll be back with more flip side material soon.
0: Catch so. you on the flip side.
1: Thank you.
0: <laughs> you got it. You got it.
1: There we go. <laughs> Fuck that yeah, was girl. so fun. I love it. That is is love so glad you came. I know I have so much fun doing this stuff. Was like, like well. my
0: my cheeks hurt from smiling and laughing so much. Oh my God, good. Me I too. Think, I think I think it's your your gift. Oh, thank you.